Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach, and to help you live your best life. This is where we have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Today's topic is forgiveness. Forgiveness releases us from the bondage of the past. It's not about forgetting. It's taking the sting out of what happened so that when we have the memory, it doesn't consume us or keep us stuck. It allows us to look upon the past with compassion, releasing the anger, hurt, and blame, which discolors our perception of our lives. Forgiveness liberates our minds, bodies, and souls and removes the fear of being ourselves. It is not for the other person's benefit at all. We only have control over ourselves, not others. And holding on to hurt and pain will not make them feel our own pain. By releasing the hold that the past has on us and entering the present through forgiveness, we are free to stand in the light of who we are and share that with the world, which is what we are here to do. When we refuse to forgive, our brains remain in a hypervigilant state that can lead to some negative health effects. This leads people to stay focused on the pain, which creates stress and adds to mental health problems and physical ailments. That's what I went through before learning the forgiveness process. Also, not forgiving has shown to create symptoms of depression and anxiety and actually interferes with productivity. Studies are showing that forgiveness allows our brains to produce more oxytocin. When that is present, we have less fear, which can help calm our brains and nervous systems and bring us to a place where we can heal mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Now, you don't have to forgive. It's a choice. Yet it's good to weigh the costs and benefits of not forgiving and then forgiving before deciding. Yeah, there's benefits to both. Keep in mind that we humans don't do anything without a benefit, and we sure don't like to look at the cost of something. Yet experiencing those costs can be a great motivator for change. Here are a few benefits and costs of not forgiving someone or yourself. So the benefits of not forgiving is that we get to stay hidden in our lives. We don't have to take responsibility for our choices and actions because we have someone to blame. It gives us a reason to not date. We're single. So our heart won't be broken again. The pain is familiar, and therefore it feels safer to stay in the pain rather than take a risk in life or relationships. Here are some costs of not forgiving. Is that we get to stay angry and resentful at the person, so we aren't able to move forward and have that healthy relationship that we truly desire. We aren't able to be in the present moment. That's a heavy cost, because if we're, out, if we're not present, then we can't manifest in our lives. Not forgiving keeps us irritable, impatient, causes physical illness, and we end up playing small in all areas of our lives, not showing up as our true selves. Now, the benefits of forgiving are decreased levels of anger and hostility, increased feelings of love, enhanced capacity to trust, freedom from the events of the past, improved health, improvements from psychiatric disorders, and you feel kinder. And there's an uh, Israeli study that was found that actually said that there was an increase in endurance. And the cost of forgiving? Well, there isn't really any. One last thing. I hear from so many people that they want revenge for the hurt and pain that they have suffered at the hand of another person. The revenge we seek, though, will not be felt by that person. Yet the sweetest revenge, if we can call it that, is to move forward in our lives with forgiveness and create the best life we can create for ourselves because that will ripple out and touch people we don't even know it touches. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour where we'll be discussing forgiveness and share what this means to us. And remember, if you'd like intuitive coaching advice on any topic, feel free to message us on Facebook at Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, 
compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing forgiveness. If you have a question, need some advice, or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. I liked your intro there, Brenda. Thanks. And I like how you added, because I think it's important to understand the healing effects of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. And just how holding a grudge can cause so much chaos in our bodies. Oh, it can. We all know that one, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The part that really stood out to me, I mean, all of it was great. It's just that whole part about um, we're not present, right? When you're thinking about the past and how someone has harmed you, then you're obviously not living in the present moment. And we can spend a lot of time doing that, right? Just consumed with thinking about the past. And then you're not living your life. Well, and grudges, when, when you think about it, when, you know, going through training and, and all of that, you know, realizing resentments and grudges are from the past. Mm-hmm. It's all about past. And it's like, oh, wait a second. Worry and anxiety is about the future. But, you know, it's like, wait, do I want to live in the past? And then when I learned you have to be present to manifest in your life, I was like, um, yeah, yeah, I want more good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so let's get present as best that we can. And how long have you been a forgiveness coach again, Brenda? I have been since uh, 2013. Long, long time. time. <laughs> yeah. You're a forgiveness expert. Well, I had a little, a few breaks in there, right? From I had a couple surgeries. My mm-hmm. body was breaking down, right? And that's kind of what led me to the forgiveness work was realizing that, um, that wait a second, you know, that this anger that I was holding was actually not working well for me. 
mm-hmm. about my ex and that I needed to do something about it. So yeah, so I had a few breaks in there, but officially started the business in about 2016. Is that what got you into forgiveness and for the business? Yeah. It was like I, when I share it with people, it's like the forgiveness work actually found me because I didn't realize, and maybe this, you guys can relate to this. I didn't really know I needed forgiveness mm-hmm. because I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do, what right. I was, what you call trained or told, or, you know, I was trying to let bygones be bygones, let, let walk in his shoes for a while, do the compassion piece, but I kept being triggered. And it was really interesting to notice that. And, but I thought, okay, maybe this is just it. Maybe it'll, it'll take years, but maybe it'll get better. But I wanted a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. you know, since I hadn't really been in any. They'd all been kind of the same kind of characteristics. I was learning the same lessons with a bigger two by four. And then, you know, after my neck surgery and going into my back surgery, it's like, well, that's when I found the forgiveness coach. And I thought, I don't know what that is, but I need to know it. <laughs> you know, a part of me knew. Right. You know, and I know you guys get that. A part of me knew. So, so that's what got me into so it. So I'm curious, what do you think the difference is between the compassion part that you talked about earlier and then the forgiveness part? So if we jump to compassion first, then we're not allowing ourselves to feel the pain, to feel, to have our stories be witnessed and validated to be able to realize, because part of forgiveness is, is that there, there was something happened. Mm-hmm. We're not going to dismiss that. We can't. Because what I realized was our stories need to be witnessed and validated. A part of me needs to be heard that wasn't heard, especially younger. Right. Right. And so if I don't address that and the feelings and the story and hold that in a really sacred space, I'm not going to be able to get to compassion or it won't hold. The compassion won't hold very long. Right. And it, yeah. And again, you're not validating your feelings, as you said, right. which is what the act did in the first place. Right. Or the well, harm. Exactly. And when you tell the story with the intention of forgiving, with the intention of releasing it, it's a whole different ballgame than the story going round and round mm-hmm. in my head for a hundred million times. Right. Because we all have that. Yeah. Changes the perspective. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely have done the compassion empathy part. I think that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is only, you know, fairly recent, probably the last five years. And so I can see how that, you know, I can see the issues around that. And it can work, right? Getting to, because it can, we can go forward. We have to be able to go forward in life somehow when we've been betrayed or hurt or traumatized. We have to be able to function. So if that's where you go first, that's okay. But know that, wait a second, when I'm ready, maybe I can do some deeper work mm. and around the forget. You know, what can I look at? Yeah, it's part of the process, but yeah. it's not the complete process. Yeah. Right? If that's where you stop, then you're missing something. Yes. Yeah. Very well put. Well, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> you're a good teacher. So who is the first person you had to forgive? Rory? Oh, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know. I think it's probably... Um, Probably relationships, you know, intimate partnerships. I think the parental stuff. Yeah, we can get into that later. Uh, Ooh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> but definitely, you know, relationships. Yeah. I've had some challenges. I mean, of course, I've been on both sides, right? I know I've I've done things that have hurt people in the past, and and I I've definitely been hurt myself. And yeah, I've I've seen myself hold on to that hurt, right, and think about it and play the victim and. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it wasn't until probably the last five years that I really understood what that victim mentality does to you and how it just robs you of your power. And, and Nobody wants to be around you either. No, well, you know? well, no. <laughs> it's icky energy. Uh-huh. No, and it's, it's very easy to blame other people. Sure. Right? It's just, it's super easy. It's super easy to point the finger and say, you're the problem and, and get really upset about that and just stick to that. But obviously there's yeah. a lo- always more to the story. And yeah, and sometimes, yes, people do do things that hurt you, and then you have to decide what to do with that, right? Do you end that friendship relationship and walk away? Do you forgive them and, you know, find a way to move forward? So. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Sakura? Um, Emily in the fourth grade for stealing my <laughs> first boyfriend, Micah. Wow, <laughs> fourth grade, you're an wow, early. Wow, you're an early forgiver. Yeah. But see, I was also the I'm sorry girl. Everything was always my fault. So I didn't quite understand forgiveness either because not only was I a victim, but I just felt that, you know, I didn't 
I didn't love myself enough. And so everything was always my fault. And I think getting sick was, that was the moment that I had to step into forgiveness fully. Yeah. Self-forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Myself, because I've been the hardest person. Yes, I've had some stuff with my parental units as well (laughs) throughout my whole life, but myself, forgiving myself was the hardest point. You know, and I think when you're sick and you're going through it, you're also having to say sorry to yourself for not noticing mm-hmm. that you've been trying to tell yourself that things haven't been good for a very long time. And you've just been tuning yourself out. Yeah, you bring up a good point to a couple of good points. Um, going back to your fourth grade. About Emily. Yes. Yeah. People don't realize how much weight they are carrying around those kinds of things. Mm. Because one of the first things we do is make a forgiveness list. And it's amazing when I say you go all the way back, as back as you, far as you can remember, and it'll be first grade, it'll be second grade, because people don't understand that they're like little rocks in the backpack. Yeah. Right? You don't know. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Or like a game of Jenga. Yes. You just keep piling it on. You keep piling it on mm-hmm. until it collapses. Right. And so it's really good that you were able to do that because... I mean, taking a look at all areas of our lives, you know, there's some simpler forgiveness and then there's some harder. But when we can uh, kind of approach it from the simple things, then we can address the bigger issues mm-hmm. a lot easier. And I, it was something I actually did right before I got married recently is I went back through every relationship that I've ever had Good. where either they hurt me or I hurt them and had to forgive yeah. in order to fully, you know, have my heart available to offer it to my You husband. are so wise. Yeah, well. You <laughs> can't are. be the teacher no. without being the student uh, first, right? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So something you, you said made me think. I also am a person that I feel like says sorry fairly mm-hmm. easily, maybe more mm-hmm. than I need to. And that also makes me think that I probably forgive people pretty quickly as well, but I don't think it's real forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm curious about that because I would say, oh, yeah, somebody said maybe even somebody else says, sorry. I'm like, OK, I forgive you and I move forward. Right. But I haven't probably really dealt with it. Right. Depending right. on how bad the situation mm-hmm. was. And so I'm curious, what are your thoughts around that, Brenda? Like, yeah. Yeah. There are layers. Yeah, there are layers. So, you know, one of the reasons why we don't learn or don't do big forgiveness is what I call it is because we don't know how. That's the number one thing that people say is like, well, why don't you forgive? I don't know how. Where do I start? Yeah, where do I start? It's like because we're consumed with emotion. So what we learn to do is compartmentalize. We learn to go, okay, if I take it on for me, right? Because if, if some hurt or pain is coming at me, right, we're triggering old beliefs. Okay, there we go. But if something's coming at me, it's easier to go, sorry. Okay, I'm going to take it and then I'm going to move on. But I'm stuffing it in one of my little boxes. Yeah right? I'm stuffing that down, but I can control it then is what the illusion is. See, I can't control someone else. We kind of intuitively know that, but if I take it on, right, which is almost like a victim mentality, if I take it on, then I can do something with it. But the thing is, we forget to do something with it. Hmm. We forget to address it. We forget to, to give it back is what I call energetically. We forget to deal with the hurt. So it's in a box in our attic or basement in our bodies. And then it shows up eventually, we have to deal with it. Because we're going to still, you're going to continue to get those examples until you address it. Mm-hmm. So you take it out of the box. Yeah, I think in my mind, I felt like I was doing the right thing. Right. Like I was being the bigger person. Some of us are taught that. Right? right? I'm yeah. gonna, I'm Saying gonna, sorry first. Yeah, and, yes. and, and forgiving. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just going to be a bigger person. I understand where you're coming from. Like. That must have been really challenging and you must be very stressed out or whatever it is, making lots of excuses for behavior. And then you think, well, I'm being the bigger person because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get over it. I'm just going to move forward right here in this moment. But you're right. You're not really getting over it. You're just pushing it down and compartmentalizing it. I think I also learned how to do that as a child, right, to make peace sure. yeah. in the Absolutely. house and make peace with the parent. Yeah. It was always my fault. Well, the good girl, right, where yeah. we take on these different personas. And beliefs, if I, if I could just do everything right or if I can take the, you know, if I don't cause any waves and if I take all responsibility, then I don't have to have the aftermath of that. 
And that's going back to those old beliefs, right? Those old patterns and beliefs that all of our behaviors are tied to. Mm-hmm. So that's the forgiveness piece is going back and forgiving caretakers or, or whatever that put us in those positions and then forgiving ourselves, right, for not noticing. But that's a really good point, Rory, that you brought up. And then on top of that, as a child, I think we, you know, children take on the responsibility of doing the healing for the parent, too. And they forget to give it back. Mm-hmm. That's the energy that a lot of us, you know, the more I started learning about that, it was, it blew me away. And doing exercises around giving that back to like my mom and my dad, you know, because that was a big one too. Um, that's really powerful. And I think a lot of people actually wait till they pass. I have yeah. a lot of clients that wait till their parents have passed. It's a lot easier for them to do it then, mm-hmm. you know, to give it back to them. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And so for some people, it's hard to do to, they think that they want to hear the apology mm. from the parent, right? And so they look forward to that. But you cannot put your money on that. Because they don't see a lot of times we don't, they don't see what they've done. We hold the grudge, we hold the resentment based on our triggers and, and our things, our hurts, but they don't see it. And so some people don't want to wait till death. They want to try to get them to forgive ahead of time. So, but within when one passes, a lot of people have trouble with not being able to get that apology when really they just need to go to a medium like you, (laughs) Sakura, and and bring it, you know, and that's how part of my healing happened. Right. Was being able to do that. Um, But, and then like some, it is easier after they're gone because then there's exercises and then there's things that you can do to be able to, you know, feel forgiven, right? Or get that forgiveness back. Um, but it's, it's a tricky one. And then as a medium, we just, you know, wait to do all the forgiveness after they've all gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if you touched on this before, Brenda, but what are the most common reasons people cannot forgive? Yeah, that number one was they don't know how. I mean, that's everywhere. That's I hear that the most from people is they don't know how um, and that they, they feel like they're letting the other person off the hook. So it's a misconception around what forgiveness is. So it's the myths around that because um, they feel like this person hurt me, so therefore, you know, I don't want to let them off the hook. And that's, that's farther from the truth. You're not letting them off the hook because you're not forgiving. You're forgiving the act. You're, you know, you're, you're forgiving the person. Um, you're not forgiving the person, you're forgiving the act. And so the other piece of it is they're wanting to stay a victim. It can feel overwhelming. It can feel like um, I'm right, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. When I'm holding that stance, that resistance, that self-righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, that <laughs> I'm going to hold on to this. Because I had a client that she held on to the anger and the pain from her ex because of the fact that they, um, she got power from it. And so until her body started to break down, then it's not lo- no longer working, right? So the other, the other thing is, um, is not being willing to let go of the story. I'm getting something. That goes back to that benefit. I'm getting something. I get to play small. I don't need to show, I can't show up in the world, you know? And that was part of mine, was, was, not, was not letting go of this story that I had around the hurt and the pain and not being seen and heard so that I didn't have to step up in my business. And be seen. And be seen. Mm -hmm. So I was holding on to that. It was other people's fault until I realized, you know, there was three fingers pointing back at me and I'm the one that that gets to do the work to be able to release myself from all of that, from the hurt, the pain, the stories. And it really is freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of power when you can not play the victim and take self-responsibility and let all that go. Yeah, it's a vulnerability too, right? Being able to go, okay, I'm going to open my heart. How many of us closed our heart down? So opening that heart is a really hard thing to do. But that's where the strength and the compassion and the empathy, right, comes from. So when we can get to that, people are afraid to do that. So if they can be held in a space where they're able to, to open it up, even just a crack, mm-hmm. then that allows enough light in to be able to go, okay, let me try these simple things first. That's wonderful. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. 
The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. U-R-A, skinandmind.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing forgiveness. If you have a question or need some advice, Message us on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. All right. Well, before we go to our messages, Brenda, you had mentioned something about an Israeli report about endurance, like yeah. to run a marathon. What do you mean? And sex. Ah. Yeah. At the same time? Well, <laughs> if you can do that, Rory, honey, let's, wow. we need a whole show on that one. But yeah, it is. It's about, it increases because what it does is it releases oxytocin, right? Mm. So in the forgiveness, you're also making room. People don't realize that energetically. But because in that way, you're actually breathing better. You're actually not holding these energetic spaces so that your body can actually be more optimized. And more present. And definitely present. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine the energy of um, not having, you know, not forgiving stuff is pretty dense and pretty, yeah. like would slow you down, right? Like, Abs- <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So remember that the yeah. Israeli study showed. Awesome. Yeah, it increases <laughs> endurance in all areas of your life. Well, let's go to some of the messages we received for today's show, Eric. Yes, uh, Jeremiah from Aberdeen writes and says, "I've worked hard to forgive my ex-wife and feel that I've made a lot of progress." We're getting along better now, and she asked me to think about getting back together. Is reconciliation a part of the forgiveness process? Mm. Been there before. Yes. And I'm going to say not all the time, right? It can. Um, But something to keep in mind is that reconciliation means forming a new relationship with that person. So you're forgetting the past completely. Well, yeah. And what you're doing is... It's forgiveness, if you're going to look at it this way, forgiveness is a necessary precursor to reconciliation, right? But it's not, but if you're going to reconcile, you definitely need to forgive. But you can forgive without reconciling. 
And I think that was powerful, learning that, because a lot of people, that's another one of those myths that feel like they have to reconcile with the person. And sometimes it's not safe to do so. And in this case, uh, with your ex-wife, you know, I think what I would take a look at is ask questions of each other. Like, have the changes been made because you got divorced for a reason? And have the changes been made? Are they just not changes that happened yesterday? And, right? on, and on both sides, right? On both sides, yes. And what commitment are you having to work together for better communication, for being able to discuss things. The things that didn't work before, if there hasn't been any work done on it, if there hasn't been any depth to it or treatment board or whatever the reason is, then you're going to bring those back into the relationship. Hmm. Anything to add, Rory? Uh, I mean, I, I think, yeah, you definitely need to take a step back and look at the relationship as a whole and talk about what worked and what didn't. And if it's even something that you want to enter into again, right? Like yes. it might just be that it just wasn't meant to, to work out, right? There's too many differences. But I think if you feel like it was a good, it was a good relationship, like it had a good foundation, but you got off track, which many relationships do, of course, because we're not really taught how to be in a good, healthy relationship, mm-hmm. how to have great communication, what right. to do when things fall apart then yeah, I mean, I think you can definitely think about it, but you're right. I would imagine it's going to be harder maybe than starting a new relationship because there's a lot of past stuff. to work through. Yeah, Yeah, resentment, Mm -hmm. old feelings, patterns, triggers. And so, yeah, you just got to take it really seriously and and be committed to do the work right from the very beginning, whatever that means. Maybe do like a 30-day trial. (laughs) Well, yeah, dating again is a good Mm -hmm. idea, right? As long as each one of them is doing their own separate work. So, Jeremiah, if you're doing your own work and she's doing her work, then that's really good. And then you can work together, right? I had a client that had this where she had her ex-husband wanting to do that. and, And she's like, wait a second. You know, he was feeling bad for hurting her. And he wasn't doing any of the work where she was doing the work. And she's like, I'm not going to reconcile to help you feel better. Right. Right. So it's being able to ask those questions. It's being able to. Or for you to realize what you lost. Yes. Or what you gave up. There you go. Yeah. So (laughs) definitely no. Reconciling has a lot more to do with it than just, hey, let's try it again. Yeah. Hope that helps you, Jeremiah. Let's go back to our messages. Eric? Sure. This one's from Jake from Tacoma. He says, as a single parent, I feel so guilty that I wasn't able to give my kids everything I wanted them to have. How do I forgive myself? Mm. Well, I think first off that you're asking to forgive yourself. You're saying you did something wrong. And I don't think you did anything wrong. I agree. Rory, you look like you No, no, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I am a single parent, so I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think the thing is you have to change your expectations of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? We have these expectations and who knows where they come from. All kinds yeah. of different places. And we hold ourselves these really high standards, and then when we don't meet them, we feel really guilty about it. And yeah, being a single parent is hard. Being a parent is hard regardless, even if you have two people and everything's perfect. So I think it's, yeah, you have to change your idea of what being a good parent means and give yourself some, a break. And I've had to go through this. Like yeah. I, I've had this conversation with myself, and yeah. there's days when I feel like I'm doing a really good job, and there's days when I feel like I'm, I'm struggling you know, life's, life's challenging. And so I think it's just, I think it is about forgiving yourself and just being okay with just doing your best. If you know that every day you're doing as good as you can, I think that's all we can ask for. Well, it is unless, you know, the parental guilt is real, right? And a lot of times we're holding like guilt that's not appropriate because we've learned to take stuff on. We've learned to feel guilty in our society. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second. If we're comparing ourselves to other people or I'm not giving them everything, well, where is that emptiness within yourself? That's where the self-forgiveness comes from, is being able to do that. Now, unless as a parent we have done wrong, unless we have hurt them yeah. in mm-hmm. some way. And so I had to make amends for that. Like I had to make amends to my kids for drinking right? And putting them in danger sometimes. I, I got to do that as I got sober. So I did do something that I got to make amends. So I did feel guilty for. And I made amends for it. So if we've done something, I totally feel like let's make amends for that. Yes, 100%. Right. And then the other piece is, is that, you know, not giving our kids everything 
is actually good for our kids. Right. So many kids get what they want and that, where does that leave them? They're not, you know, instant gratification. Entitled. Yes, (laughs) it is. And they're not learning how to want for something or work for something or, you know, because we're teaching them, especially as a single parent, we're teaching them a lot of responsibility and how to work with life. And so, you know, we can, that's part of the self-forgiveness piece is just understanding that and knowing that we did the best we could. And I think, I think raising a kid in an affluent area, as I have done, you know, in an apartment, it's hard because your kid will give you grief too about, you know, what Sally and Sam have, (laughs) you know, getting the new iPhone at age five or getting a brand new car at age 16. I mean, all those mile markers that they give you grief for. And I think, they end up, even though they give you that grief, they know. They know that it, that you can't, A, can't do it. Right. And that also, B, it's, it's like you said, Brenda, it's not teaching them anything. Well, Mom, everybody's doing it or everybody mm-hmm. has it. Mm-hmm. You are the meest, meanest mom ever. <laughs> right. Or dad. You know, I mean, I remember hearing that. It's like, uh-huh, and we're going to learn some responsibility here. <laughs> exactly. And well, I, think, I think ultimately, you know, Children just need love and connection. Like those are the most important things. And if you're giving your kids that, then you're giving them a a lot of what many, many children around the world don't have. Right. And start with ourselves. Yeah. Start with ourselves first. Mm -hmm. That compassion piece. Like we are doing everything we can. Do the self-work if we need to. But you're right. That compassion for our kids and love, that's really all we wanted. And that's (laughs) all our kids want. Right. Beautiful point. I hope that helps you, Jake. Well, let's go back to our messages, Eric. Yeah, Xander from Fairbanks says, I tried to apologize to my brother on his deathbed, but he wouldn't accept my apology. And now that he he died, how do I feel forgiven? (laughs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) (laughs) You book a session with a medium. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know it's easier said than done, and not everyone believes in that, but... I'd say, why not try it? It will just, it will alleviate a lot of the burden that you're carrying around, you know, and allow you to get in whatever you've been wanting to say and see what comes up. Absolutely. And, and know that accept, not him not accepting the apology has nothing to do with you. Mm. It has everything to do with him. Yeah. I think that's really important because it sounds strange, but you know, and I know that you probably feel like you've done something wrong and you really want to have that relief. A good way to do it is that, is like being able to have exercise or something to do. Talking to a medium is, was so helpful for me when my mom died mm-hmm. um, because it, it, you know, it wasn't good at that time. And so that was really helpful for me. And also, um, you know, just know that you can write to them you can journal, you can write the letter, burn it. I mean, that's really powerful. You can go out in nature and scream and yell or <laughs> ask for ask for forgiveness because they can hear you. Yeah, you can talk to them at any time. You don't need me. It's just easier. Well, it is easier. <laughs> and I needed that. I need it. I still do. I still need, you know, someone to like, oh, yep, she's right there on your left. Or right. it's like, oh, okay, I need that validation because we don't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that that's a beautiful gift that you provide. Thank you. Yeah, and being able to do that, because that's hard to hold that space. Yeah, and I think, as you mentioned, the real work is just being able to forgive yourself first, right? And we're not always going to have the luxury of having the other person necessarily accept it. Absolutely, and I think that's the, one of the hardest things, is not getting an apology, but you can definitely forgive when you don't, when, when they're not accepting yeah. it, you know? And we have to be okay. You know, my ex-husband at first didn't accept my amends for the things that I had done. And that was hard for me. But knowing that he had his reasons and all I could do was do my own work and to relieve myself, to bring peace to me and compassion to me. And then eventually he did, you know, accept it. But knowing that we all have our own junk, we all have our own stuff that keeps us in our place. So if they want to stay victim and not take and, you know, accept an apology, well, that's important to know and just know that it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Hmm. If you're taking all the steps, right? Like we were talking about, if you're taking all the steps for yourself, that's because all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. 
All of it is, even though we don't look at it that way. Yeah, we can't control anybody else, but we do have choice over ourselves. Yes, exactly. Beautifully said. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Be sure to check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on 94.7 FM KBKW. And 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio, 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. All right. Thank you, Eric. Well, let us ask Spirit for more on our topic today. And I am pulling a card from Oracle of Mystical Moments by Katrin Weltstein. And so the card is... The card I pulled is all connected. A girl sits on a tree trunk and holds leaves in her hands, while others blow away in the wind. A small spider holds a few leaves together with his fine filament, even though the wind threatens to tear them apart. Don't be afraid of changes. Release your fear by letting go. Change is hard and often painful, but it is the only way to grow. You may drift, but you will never lose yourself. Life goes on and nothing ends. It is reshaped into something new by the wind. Not better or worse, but different. And in that change lies wonder and openings. And I think Spirit is saying that sometimes forgiveness is hard because resentment or anger has taken, taken its place for so long. And so if we were to change and give this up, I mean, what would take its place? Or how would we function with this new mindset? These are often questions which keep us stuck in what was. But as this card points out, change is the only way to grow, and in it lies new opportunities. There are often rewards and transformation. They are just hard to see from the beginning. And if we were able to see them prior to making the change, then we would be less likely to make the change. So I ask, why not try forgiveness? Mm, I love that. 
Yeah, that's great. I think that concept around, you know, change is hard, change is scary, even when we're in a, a challenging place and we intuitively know that changing is necessary and would be sure. better for us. Right. We can stay stuck in something that's familiar mm-hmm. and uncomfortable. Familiar unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Comfortable in the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just comfortable <laughs> in the known. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Brenda brings it back around. Thanks, Eric. So forgiveness is about turning our wounds into wisdom. Rumi has a quote that the wound is the part through which the light enters. Please know that it's not about jumping into forgiveness when we are in the midst of the pain. It's being willing to be with the emotions of what has happened and allow it to move through us. Then we can be ready to practice forgiveness. Here are some steps to guide you through that process. Grab a piece of paper or a journal and write these five things down. One, who do you resent and what for? As you write, allow all the words and feelings to unfold without holding back. Two, what can I be responsible for in this situation? This is not condoning any bad behavior. It is asking ourselves, where did I give away my power to this person? Or was I trying to get their approval instead of sharing my truth? Number three, how can this experience help you grow? What can you take from this experience that ensures a greater level of healthy growth for yourself and future relationships? Four, what amends do I need to make? This helps us grow stronger, wiser, and healthier. If we need to make amends to someone else, then we do that in a safe way. If it is ourselves we are making amends to, it can be something like, I will always speak my truth. Number five, what needs to be let go of to feel complete? This could be letting go of the need to hear an apology or a hope that the person will change or the idea that you are insufficient in some way. Let me just write this down. Emily was awfully mean to me that day. (laughs) No, I mean, so do you recommend people start out with something small first? Absolutely. Like the smallest thing? Absolutely. That's why when you make that forgiveness list, you know, it's good. I have them rank it. Mm -hmm. And as far as percentage, like how much um, pain does it cause you right now? And let's start with something smaller. Unless somebody's done some work and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to tackle this mom thing or dad thing or whatever then we can do that. But highly suggest smaller things. For, I, I'd work on Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I am right now. <laughs> yeah, I like the part about um, not jumping into forgiveness when we're in the midst of pain. Yeah. Like, I think that's really important to allow yourself to feel what's happening and to process it. And then when you're ready to move on to forgiveness. So many people want to, you know, feel better. Immediately. You know, immediately. And that's where the like grieving, when you're grieving, but somebody's hurt you, mm-hmm. but you're grieving, this is not, that's not the time. We've got to allow ourselves the gift of that feeling and yeah. emotion. Yeah. And be okay in the having everything not always be perfect. In the feelings. Yes. Well, and it's yeah. like you said earlier, Rory, about the I'm sorry, right? I mean, otherwise it's just an I am sorry. Right. Well, yeah. Just, you don't know why. Just, just push it. Put push under it. the rug <laughs> exactly. and move forward. Just move right? on, uh-huh. move yeah. on, move on. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Here's Rory's Reflections. Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or excusing harm that's been done to you or choosing to make up with a person you've been hurt by. Being hurt by someone, especially someone we love and trust, can cause anger, sadness, and confusion. And if we dwell on hurtful events or situations, grudges, resentment, and hostility can consume us. If we allow negative emotions to crowd out positive feelings, we might find ourselves overwhelmed by bitterness or a sense of injustice. By not practicing forgiveness, we'll end up being the ones who pay the most. When we embrace forgiveness, we also embrace hope and gratitude and joy. Consider how forgiveness can lead you down the path of physical, emotional, and spiritual freedom and a state of peace and well-being. Mm. I I like that. that. And that's the number one thing that people come to me for, peace. Peace. Yeah. They just, I want to feel peaceful. And that's exactly what I wanted because of the the chaos in my mind and in my body, right? And so it's peace is really what we want to feel. Yeah, I mean, there's that energy, right? That energy of anger or whatever the emotion is. And it's palpable. And living your life from that place is truly... (laughs) uncomfortable (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you get used to it though right you do and again you feed it by being the victim and pointing the finger 
Absolutely. Or the universe continuously bringing that to trigger you. Oh, those two by fours? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I've had big ones. So do you find that a lot of people maybe have more forgiveness than they thought they needed to do? And then something happens and they get triggered and that's how they know? I mean, what, what do you, what's your experience, Brenda? Yeah, some people will say, you know, it's like, I, have, I don't need to forgive anybody because I don't really feel anything. But then they read something or somebody says something and all of a sudden they blow up, right? So then that's how they know. So usually it's a trigger that reminds them, oh, like I have some clients that they need to call Brenda because it's like, oh, this happened again. And I'm, I'm, I'm noticing a huge emotional response. Yeah. When there's a huge emotional response is when, okay, let's talk about it. Or they can use the tools, you know, of forgiveness too, um, to get around that. But yeah, that's usually how we know. Yeah. And I think hypnotherapy helps a lot with that. With Absolutely. clients to have that lessen that emotional response. And I do believe that even for myself, that's a gauge to know how much forgiveness I have for the situation or the person. Yes. Or for myself. Yeah. I like hypnotherapy. Yeah. And you're working on the emotions. Woo works well it does so maybe just even like having a journal of things that are triggering you mm-hmm. will help you to well you can notice the pattern that way yeah mm. if you do kind of a timeline of this person this and this yeah connecting the dots that's how you can know oh look at this mm. i still have this belief or pattern little csi work Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our lovely producer, KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of personal transformation, what that means, and why your mindset and approach to life can make all the difference. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSetter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach so you can live your best life. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com